Any of you that are practicing conscious manifestation have already been made aware of the power of gratitude. Many of you who are into conscious manifestation also have heard of how important it is to be in an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> now let's be honest, some of you have embraced this concept of gratitude or living from a space of gratitude wholeheartedly. Others of you hear that word gratitude, much less attitude of gratitude, and you immediately cringe. But the thing is, whether you're resistant to gratitude or whether you've accepted gratitude, gratitude is an absolutely priceless tool when it comes to manifestation. It's also a key step to happiness. Therefore, in this episode, I'm going to make a case for gratitude, which will make those of you who are resistant to gratitude open up to it. And those of you who like gratitude already, love it even more. Let's start by resistance to gratitude. That's the lowest hanging fruit. Alright, so those of you who feel resistant to gratitude in general. You feel resistant to gratitude because of pain. People who feel resistant to the idea of gratitude or an attitude of gratitude are either living currently painful lives or have lived a really painful life. When this is the case, focusing on what you're grateful for often feels like self-betrayal. It can feel like you're kissing the foot that kicks you. It can also feel emotionally abusive because it can feel like you're invalidating, negating, or denying the very real pain that you're in. Pain that needs to be acknowledged and resolved instead. So the things causing you pain will never be changed. And the parts of you that are in pain begin to feel like they are being whitewashed over or sugarcoated and therefore will never be helped. Instead, they're condemned to suffer forever and suffer alone. On top of this, people who have that resistance to gratitude have usually had very painful traumatic experiences with gratitude and positivity within the context of relationships. For example, I'll just give you a few, there are many more. For example, let's say that in your childhood or in a certain relationship in your life, any acknowledgement of the positive was a guarantee that that person would never notice or never acknowledge and never change the things that were causing you pain. Or, for example, chances are super high that if you have this resistance to gratitude, somebody in your past, this is usually a caregiver in childhood, gave things to you in a really impure way, often with hidden transactions and with strings attached, and gratitude became something that made you unsafe. For example, a parent may do something for a child not because of genuine love for the child, but because they want the child to be indebted to them and therefore to do exactly what they want. This becomes a manipulative power play, whereby if the child does not do exactly what the parent wants, all the things that the parent did for the child will be held over the child's head. They will be called ungrateful. To understand more about this, you would benefit by watching my video titled Cut the Invisible Strings. Or for example, let's say that you have a child who starts to complain about something that's causing them pain. When they do this, instead of that pain being seen, felt, acknowledged, and resolved, their pain is turned against. Essentially, the child is shamed for feeling the way they feel and is led to believe they shouldn't feel the way they feel, and therefore if they do, which they do, feel the way they feel, that means there's something wrong with them. Uh-oh, there's the opening to become the family problem real quick. The caregiver will then often follow this up with something even more painful, such as reminding the child of somebody else who has it so much worse than they do that they have no reason to feel the way they feel. Or, they're going to counter the way that the child feels with something else in their life that's going good and so they shouldn't feel that way. Such as, you should be grateful for those hand-me-down shoes. 
Don't you know some children in Africa or India don't even have shoes? Or let's imagine that a child gets upset because he or she doesn't see daddy much anymore. The adult in the child's life might say something like, But look at the bright side, your best friend lives next door! On top of this, people who struggle with gratitude have often been really hurt by somebody who's in an attitude of gratitude and who is making them feel like they should be too. Have you ever been in serious pain and met around somebody who's in a happy little bubble and felt how damn painful it is that all of a sudden in that moment you are in that parallel perceptual reality? It's better to just be alone. I mean really alone than be in the room with something like that. Especially when the person in that happy little bubble space is making the other person feel like something's wrong with them because they aren't too. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this again. Have you ever been in serious pain around someone who's willfully ignoring or who's in total denial of anything negative? It makes you feel worse and less grateful, not more grateful. People who understand the power of gratitude often seriously mess up with people who are in pain. They don't realize that they're making a person feel worse and taking them further away from a state of gratitude when they suggest that they should adopt an attitude of gratitude. They are condemning the person to feeling in pain and like something is bad about them and wrong with them for feeling pain instead of just being able to shift their focus to what feels good. And totally alone, in their own parallel reality, in that pain. They are condemning a person to a painful parallel reality. To understand more about this, you would benefit by watching my video titled The Most Dangerous Parallel Reality. But here's the big problem. When you are caused pain by one of these attitude of gratitude people who refuses to acknowledge pain and negative because all they will focus on is what's positive and good, you don't want to be anything like that person, right? That's natural. If that person hurt me, I don't want to be anything like that person. So you aren't. But by being the opposite of them, you're throwing out gratitude with the bathwater, so to speak. So what I want you to see is that gratitude can actually become a tool of abuse. And when gratitude becomes a tool of abuse in relationships, you will throw away gratitude. Because an association begins to form. A powerful association between gratitude and things like being shut down emotionally. Gratitude and being minimized. Gratitude and being invalidated. Gratitude in being made to feel like you're bad and wrong. Gratitude in enmeshment. Gratitude in being controlled. Gratitude in being humbled. Gratitude in being in debt to other people. Gratitude in being manipulated. Gratitude in shame. Gratitude in being obligated. Gratitude in power struggle. Gratitude in the people who hurt you. Gratitude in putting up with what you have rather than getting what you want. Gratitude in your pain never being resolved because people will simply think everything's okay when it isn't, etc. An association begins to form between gratitude and pain. No wonder you cringe at the idea of it. Anytime you have a painful association between one thing and another thing, the only way to really heal that is to build a new association, right? So to give you an example, let's say that you've only had a painful experience with a dog. So you now have dog and pain associated. What cures that is to have another experience an experience with a dog that is wonderful. And that starts to corrode this association that you've formed. Let's look at Christmas, right? A lot of people have this negative association with Christmas. Really the only way to cure this is to take control of the entire holiday and to start making it about the things that you want it to be about. So you can look forward to specific, unique things that are unique to you 
about that holiday and to rewrite the concept of Christmas for yourself. That rewires this association. The same goes for gratitude. You've got to really make it yours. We've got to form new and positive associations between gratitude and whatever it is, getting what I want, or feeling better, or whatever. Just because gratitude is something that caused you pain in the past doesn't mean it will always cause you pain. Just because you have trauma around gratitude doesn't mean that trauma can't be healed. Just because an attitude of gratitude can definitely be used as a tool of resistance and denial and even abuse and therefore cause people pain doesn't mean that it can't also be a very valuable tool to have in your own toolbox. By the way, this is a toolbox you can use for the sake of your own happiness and also to manifest whatever it is that you're wanting. With that in mind, I'm going to make a case for gratitude. 1. Gratitude does not negate anything painful or negative or unwanted. Gratitude does not cancel pain out. Gratitude does not minimize anything painful. Anybody who is using gratitude in this way is in a state of resistance. And not only are they in a state of resistance, they are using gratitude as a tool to fuel their own resistance. They are afraid of seeing and acknowledging the painful, the unwanted, and the negative. The truth of this universe is that polarity exists. This means in anything. There is the polarity of positive and the polarity of negative. And in that polarity of negative, there is a positive and a negative. And we can keep going on forever, right? Polarity is an absolute. In order to be in reality, you have to be aware of both sides of this polarity. Now, chances are, if you're resistant to gratitude, you're already pretty aware of the negative aspect or polarity within the universe. What you're missing is the reality of that positive aspect of reality. Now, in order for us to become awakened, like I said, we have to expand our awareness to accommodate both. And consciousness is where we need to head if we want to truly become conscious. To understand this, you can watch my video titled And Consciousness, the modern day replacement for the middle way. If you are resistant to gratitude, there is some fear you have about looking at, acknowledging, celebrating the positive. So it's important to ask yourself, why? Why am I so resistant to acknowledgement of the positive or to expression of the positive? You need to directly see, hear, feel, understand, and resolve that resistance you have to gratitude directly. Don't just bulldoze it. My first case for gratitude is that you have to develop the awareness of both polarities of life, including that positive polarity of life. It's going to make you feel a whole lot better about life. And in order to let yourself do that, you just simply need to know that doing this is not only a road to consciousness, it's also a powerful tool for happiness and for manifestation. It's a powerful tool for your success in life. It does not mean that this aspect of life is negated or canceled out. Two, forget all that crap about being indebted or obligated or having to give thanks. To have gratitude for something is to have appreciation for that thing and to be conscious of the benefit you receive by having that thing. And to appreciate means to see the full worth of something. It is to see the positive about it. Gratitude also implies that you acknowledge that you're pleased with something. Therefore, let's make it really simple. 
Think of gratitude as notice, awareness, and acknowledgement of what is positive about something, and therefore acknowledgement of the worth and value of it. Three, on an energetic level, this means we're speaking vibration at this point, right? Or what many people in the spiritual field call vibrational reality. At this level of reality, gratitude is no different than putting your personal order in with the universe at large for what you want to have in your life experience. It's essentially this giant, yes, and I want more of it. <laughs> you can think of it like sending out a beacon that calls in the things that you like and the things that you are wanting to you, which is why this is such a powerful manifestational tool. Now, it really serves the universe to do this for you. That's what most people don't understand. They're like, well, why would the universe benefit giving me anything? Come on. Let's pretend that's not a projection of the people in your life. <laughs> okay, so the real reason that the universe benefits by doing this is because the universe itself at large, things that people call source or God, right? It is in a process of self-awareness. It benefits this universe when you have something wanted to bring you to that thing that is wanted so you can then desire more. Because each time you desire more and say yes, that actually tells the universe more about what it is and what it should choose to consciously be. This means by focusing on gratitude, you're actually assisting this goal that the universe at large has of achieving a state of self-awareness and actualization of free will. Gratitude is also a state of receptivity to the positive, which is a very powerful state to be in, vibrationally speaking. In alignment with this, have you noticed what happens to you when somebody recognizes the full worth and value of something about you or something that you're doing? Have you noticed what happens within you when somebody's so happy to receive something, when somebody has a yes to you? Now, have you noticed how much more compelled you are to do that thing for the person or to give that thing to the person or to be that way around the person? Yeah. The gratitude that somebody else has inspires you giving. Now the universe is just a macrocosm of what happens at that microcosmic level of people. The universe is so much more compelled, vibrationally speaking, to give in response to gratitude. When you really appreciate something, you're opening up to receive from the universe. When you're focusing only on the negative and unwanted, naturally you're closing off and you're pushing things away from you. And in a universe based on law of mirroring, this means the other, right? The other side of that reflection of the mirror, which you call life, closes off to you. Acknowledging and really feeling what you're grateful for is mirrored back to you as abundance. Only noticing and feeling what you don't have and what you don't like is mirrored back as lack. It's not personal. It's literally just like walking in front of a mirror and you get the automatic reflection. Abundance follows that focus of what you appreciate which is why so many people who are obsessed with teaching you how to manifest abundance are so obsessed with you getting into a state of gratitude. <laughs> Four, gratitude creates happiness in relationships and also strengthens bonds within relationships. Let's look at gratitude as it exists only between two people. What happens to you and to how you feel towards the other person and to how you feel towards the relationship that you have with that person when another person is only focused on what is displeasing, what's a problem, what is bad and wrong, what is negative, what is unwanted, and what is a problem about you. 
What happens when they don't see or acknowledge your value or worth? Eventually you feel like crap about yourself, you feel hurt by the other person, and so you might even start to see them as an adversary and start to hate them. You feel unhappy, and the relationship feels painful and unhealthy. You may even want to leave the relationship. Having gratitude for other people and for the relationship you have with them and expressing that to them functions the exact opposite way. It makes the other person feel good about themselves, feel positive towards you, feel happy and fulfilled in the relationship, feel closer to you and see you as an ally, and this in turn causes them to pull you closer, committing to you more. So you see, gratitude is a key element of successful relationships as well, and what I always say is, what really is life? It's a relationship. The happiness of your life is really just the happiness of each relationship you have to each element of your life. Five, your emotional system is designed to reflect what you think. There is no possible way for you to feel happy if you are focusing on what you lack, if you're focusing on only what the problem is, if you're focusing only on what is unwanted and what is negative. Why? Because those types of thoughts reflect in the emotional system as things like fear, things like anxiety, things like cold, things like constriction, things like sinking, right? Things like pain, all of these things you don't like to experience emotionally or somatically. I don't want you to take this to this place that resistant people take it to, which is, oh my god, you're so right. I can't be happy and focus on anything negative, so let's not focus on it at all, right? Let's just focus on only what's positive and what feels good. That is not what I am saying. There's actually a very powerful place for focusing on those things, those problems, the reality of the unwanted, this whole element of life. But all this means is you actually have control over this entire experience that you're having. You can choose deliberately when it's beneficial to look in this direction and when it's beneficial to look in this direction. And if what you're really wanting right in this moment is to feel those things that you judge as good feelings, you actually can do that. You can make that happen for yourself. You can feel them by thinking about what's positive, what you have that you appreciate, what you want, and what is good and right. You can choose to feel good, feel happy, at the very least feel relief, as a result of focusing with that attitude of gratitude. Six, gratitude can be compared to eating healthy food, to bathing, to exercising, to making healthy lifestyle choices. It is a powerful element of self-care and health. Gratitude causes a cascade of physiological effects. It does the mind, emotions, and body good. A lot of people like to think about this attitude of gratitude thing as if it's separate from the process you naturally go through just to maintain your health here in the physical. But it doesn't need to be that. I'm going to run down a list of things that gratitude does for you. You ready? Gratitude causes you to feel optimism about the future. It improves your self-esteem. It rewires your brain for the better. It causes your tissues to relax. It causes you to breathe deeper. It causes your heart rate to slow down and to become coherent. It builds your resilience. It causes you to feel up instead of down. It pulls you out of fight or flight mode. It increases dopamine in your brain. It dramatically reduces pain. 
It makes you more rational. It decreases inflammation in your body. It causes you to be open to life. It reduces your stress. It makes you better at communicating. It regulates your metabolism. It puts you in a state of receptivity to positive things where you are a vibrational match to what you are wanting and what you like. It increases your immunity. It acts as a buffer against trauma as well as the development of PTSD as a result of that trauma. It decreases both envy and jealousy. It makes you kinder and more generous. It gives you better sleep. It creates stronger social bonds and it improves relationships. Did I make enough of a case for you? <laughs> Practicing gratitude does not have to be difficult, does not have to be trite, does not have to be pathetic, does not have to be painful in any way. And you can make this practice of gratitude uniquely yours in a way that doesn't feel like self-betrayal. But I'm going to give you just a few ideas of ways that you can practice getting into this place of gratitude. One. All right, another low-hanging fruit. You can start a gratitude journal. These are awesome. They're a staple within the manifestational communities for a reason. So what you do is you get yourself a book. Make sure that book is only a gratitude journal. Get ready to see how high vibrational this book is. <laughs> and every day you're going to make a list of all the things that you feel grateful for, right? Things that you appreciate, things you recognize the value of, things you're happy that you have or have had, right? And you're going to write this list, both small things and big things. You can write down things you're pleased with, things you like, things you're happy that you got to experience, things you see the positive in, things you want more of, things you recognize the worth and value of, and that you're thankful that you have. Two, any downside has an upside and any upside has a downside. For this next exercise, you're gonna challenge your own awareness. By taking anything in your life that's unwanted or a problem or something negative and trying to separate out what the positive inherent in that negative might be. Some people call this the silver lining or the hidden positive. For example, potentially getting fired contains the positive of having time to focus on what really makes you passionate. And you don't have to be around that obnoxious colleague you don't like very much anymore. And you're no longer tied down to living in that specific city or place. And it's kind of exciting to think about what new life experiences and new people and what different chapter of your life might be coming next as a result. I know that for a lot of experiences that are negative, this is going to be a hell of a stretch. That's the point. The point is, too, intentionally stretch your consciousness. Three, you can choose someone specific in your life and intentionally and consciously demonstrate your gratitude for them in some way. For example, you can write a message of gratitude to someone. In this letter, you can write them about the things about them that you like, that you see the value and worth of, that you're pleased with, and what about them you're thankful for. If you're not a big writer, you can speak it to them instead. Keeping this in mind, I have to make you aware of something interesting. People in general are pretty limited when it comes to their recognition of gratitude. They tend to be really hung up on this words of affirmation thing. So a lot of people think gratitude is only something that is verbal. Oh my God, is that ever wrong? Any of the love languages, things like physical touch, things like acts of service, things like gifts, things like words of affirmation, things like spending quality time with somebody, can actually be a way that somebody shows gratitude for you and to you. Even things like someone defending you, asking for your opinion, financially supporting you, showing you loyalty, committing to you, 
taking actions to change the things about themselves that cause you pain, even staying in touch with you, or keeping you in a certain place in their life, or even in their heart, can be a way that they show gratitude for you. Basically, this exercise is showing gratitude to someone in your life. Four, you can do an awareness meditation where you pretend to step into the perspective of somebody who has much less than you have. For example, you could pretend to be someone who is very poor financially, or who is less free than you are, or who lacks resources regarding their emotional needs. For this awareness meditation, you will practice going into their body, into their perspective, and to walk through your life and look at your life through their eyes. Looking at your life through their eyes, what do you now have gratitude for? What do you appreciate? What do you see the value of? What are you grateful that you have? Five. Now this is one of my favorites because it's really easy to do and you can do it anywhere. Kind of like an awareness or mindfulness activity. This is called the scavenger hunt for positives. Okay, so to do this exercise, like I said, really simple. No matter where you are in any environment, you just start looking around and picking out things that you like. Things that you're grateful for, things that you appreciate. And when you mentally see those things, you say them out loud in your head. For example, say that you're driving. You might take notice of a car whose color you like. You would mentally say to yourself, oh, the color of that car. And then let's say you saw a dad with his daughter on his shoulders. You'd mentally say to yourself something like, oh, the way that dad's being with his daughter. You, know, you might even go as far as to say to yourself, oh, I love that I'm doing this focus exercise right now and I'm able to change the way I feel, and so on and so forth. It may be helpful for you to set aside a block of time or even to like set a timer in which time you're doing this exercise. That tends to help the brain to feel like, okay, we're doing something for this period of time, I can focus, not be monkey mind. But again, just like in meditation, if you see your mind wandering back to the negative or back to problems or back to things you don't like, you don't wanna resist that. It's not like, oh God, there I go again. That's resisting the resistance. All you wanna do is simply, oh, there I went, and bring your attention back to scavenger hunting for the positive. Now, for those of you who are more oriented towards the negative or towards the problems or towards noticing those threats in your life, doing any one of these exercises, including this one, it's gonna be a challenge. It's not like you're gonna start this and be like, oh my God, this is so easy. Um, it's actually quite difficult. But the benefit of living in a universe that is based off of the law of mirroring, what many people call the law of attraction, is that when you start to focus on a thought, it gathers enough energy to start attracting other thoughts that are of a like frequency. So that means that this exercise will get easier and easier. So even when you're just doing this one exercise, the scavenger hunt for positives, in the beginning it's gonna take you a while. It's gonna be kind of an effort to like pick things out that are positive. But after that ball gets rolling, just watch what happens. It's not gonna be hard for you to figure out what positives are around you. So the good news is, with practice, this just gets easier and easier until your orientation starts to come back towards the middle. It's not like you're going to talk, turn into a Pollyanna. I don't want a lot of you to panic about that because people who've been hurt by gratitude think, oh my God, if I do that, I'm going to become one of these people I hate. Don't worry. I'm not really worried about you noticing that side of reality. What's going to happen is you're going to come more into the middle so you're able to recognize both. This is going to step you more into that space of and consciousness. To make a deliberate practice of gratitude is quite simple. It is to make space for appreciative notice in your life. For most people, gratitude is not something that just happens to and for them. It isn't something they just feel. To feel gratitude, they have to do something actively to feel it. But doing something actively so as to feel it 
is a very powerful tool. Focusing on things from that space of gratitude not only helps you to manifest whatever it is that you are wanting, it's also that first step to happiness. Have a good weekend.